Thank you for joining us. Episode number 13, well, lesson number 13, keepthechange.co.nz. Money mail number 13. I don't know why this number is allegedly unlucky. They say lucky for some, unlucky for others, all that sort of bullshit, but someone's obviously made that up. But uh, number 13 today, getting into leverage. A lot of people learnt a lot from this, and it sort of showed people how people use one house to buy a second one. Let's dive in, take a look, and I'll see you on the other side because it's quite a long one. So money mail number 13, how to turn one home into two legally. So many things to write about this week, including a market dip, lotto ins and outs, keep the changes night school, income comparison, account splitting, and a shit hit the fan account. I decided to stick to what we had planned and we'll tuck these topics up the sleeve. Come on then, let's step inside the boring world of rental properties, New Zealand's favourite pastime. Buy a house, rent it out, collect the rent, pay down the debt, house price goes up, buy the next one, repeat, happy days. Why has this been so popular? Well apart from it always, mostly, working, Kiwis used to be able to claim any rental loss against their personal income. Mini lesson. Let's say someone had a PAY income of 80000 but their rental property lost, that's their expenses being more than their rental income, $10,000, they'd only actually have an income of $70,000, but they would have paid tax on $80,000. So they'd get a tax refund on the $10,000 of income. So let's say you've got a job and you're getting paid eighty k Back in the day, if your rental property run at a loss, so your expenses were higher than your uh, your revenue, your rental income coming in, the loss of that property could be flushed through to you personally as a taxpayer and bring your overall annual income down and therefore your tax would be based on that overall income. So say you lost $10,000 in your rental property via it being more expensive to run than what it made, that loss would offset $10,000 of your income and you wouldn't need to pay tax on that and you'd end up with a uh, refund. So it was very, very common in the early years of my accounting uh, work and career that that's what a lot of New Zealanders with a bit of extra cash had set up. So their rental property would be running at a loss and they'd be getting a bit of a tax refund. It's all completely legal. It's not people dodging the system or anything. It's just that uh, as we've spoken about before, the rules of the game allowed for it, and so people played the game the way that the rules allowed for. So we stopped that now, and those losses just carry forward to future years. So now instead of it offsetting your income, it just gets carried forward to a future year to when you make a profit, and starts to the profit starts to chip into those losses, and then as you make more profits, you've got to pay tax on it. So tax rules now say that if you buy and sell within five years, you were taxed on the gain also. That's now changed to 10 years since writing this as they try and slow down the excessive flow of money to the property market and we'll see if that works. But anyway, will these changes stop people from investing in residential real estate? Probably not. Is it something you should think about? Absolutely. One day it could form a passive income stream for you. This could be one passive income stream you understand, so you'd be foolish not to investigate it to help your financial security long term. Remember, passive income is income that requires little to no effort to earn and maintain. Here's what a lot of people do. They use the equity in their own home. They use the home they live in to borrow against and buy a rental property to rent out and cover the costs past loan repayments. You're probably thinking, what the hell? 
This is where you need to see a mortgage advisor or bank to see if it is possible your situation. Just to interject here, the equity in a home is basically how much of it you own as such. So say you have a million dollar home and your mortgage is $400,000. The difference, your assets minus your liability, your million minus your 400K, gives you equity net worth of 600000 You may be able to use that $600,000 of equity to borrow against to buy another property. That is how a lot of people have brought a rental property. Let's look at an example of old mate Rene the Rent Ranger. He has a $750,000 home with a $320,000 mortgage. Rene's equity is $430,000, assets minus liabilities. Rene can lend up to 80% on his owner-occupied home, so can increase that $320,000 of existing lending to six hundred dollars That is, $750,000 times 80% equals six hundred dollars Max loanable amount minus the existing debt equals the usable exit equity. $600,000 minus our $320,000 equals $280,000 of Rene's usable equity to buy his next property. You'll just need to check because these rules are changing every month at the moment by the seams. So this example was based on the rules at the time back in 2020. But whenever you are listening to this and you want to explore this, you want to speak about it to a mortgage advisor because this example may not be applicable to you and it may not work out like this for your situation. So you're just learning here. This isn't advice on the exact ways that you can borrow against the property. So you're understanding the principles, but not necessarily the exact rules. So here's where it gets interesting. Because Rene only needs a 30% deposit on his next property, he can get one. $280,000 is 30% of just over $930,000. That is your leverage. Using $280,000 of equity in home A to buy home B, for $930,000. Not a single dollar out of Rene's pocket. Then Rene rents it out and the rent covers interest, rates, insurance, etc. So Rene in that example has stacked up equity in home A, his home, and then he has borrowed against the equity in that to be able to pay the deposit on property B that he then intends to rent out and the rent's going to cover all of the expenses and outgoings of that property Rene magically ends up with two houses. So what did you just learn? The above example is designed to teach you how the concept of leverage works and how people turn one home into two over time. Right now, rental deposits have been reduced to 20% subject to change bank to bank. Again, back in 2020 when writing this, things have dramatically changed since then. Technically, Rene could leverage up to $1.4 million off that 280k equity meaning that, in this example, he could buy a home up to the value of $1.4 million. Of course, there are complicating factors in every different situation, so always seek advice from an advisor, but you should at least understand the concept, even if you don't have a house yet. For all these types of things that I write, I always run them past a mortgage advisor myself, because I know that some people will take them for gospel, but go and do your own research, and go and have people in your corner that you can talk to, and I use Mikey, from Mortgage Performance and he has been a massive help for me to be able to figure out a number of these things and has helped people from the Keep the Change community as well. If you need an introduction, all you have to do 
is ask. Activity. You might need to go over this a couple of times to understand it. It's important to not put yourself in a position where you over-leverage yourself. Too much debt to service when things get tough. If having a rental property is how you want to build wealth, start finding people that have rental properties and learn from them. Remember we spoke about that in a previous Money Mail? Don't just take advice from people around you. Go and find people that have done things and say, hey, how did you do that? Go and learn from them. It's a great way to learn. Do you need to speak to a mortgage advisor you can trust? We know a few. He's mentioned Mikey. He's a client of Next Advisory. Just disclosure there as well. We work very closely with him. Give him a kick up the ass to make sure that he's doing plenty of work. He's a good man. We'll get into the taxation of rental properties another time. Don't get too leveraged this weekend. Luke, P.S. You're one of 1,327 recipients. Did you know, Kiwis get property because it feels safe. However, when it comes to money investing, getting property only will limit your options to prosper financially. That was just a bit of a warning that if you're just focusing on property, hey, you may get that, but sometimes you know, it can be worthwhile broadening your knowledge and your education and going a bit wider as well. There's not many people on the rich list from investing in rental properties. Keep the Change Night School is here. You need to reply to apply for early access. That was when Keep the Change Night School was just launching as well. If you do want to run through that, you can uh, have a look at that as well. We can send you over the details for that, and you can go through and help yourself. Work through plenty of exercise to financially bulletproof yourself. So this email introduced the concept of leverage and explained to people how they've used the equity in one home to buy a second one, and I have had people... Year, a year on now, emailed me saying that that's exactly what they did. They had no idea that that was possible and they've invested in a rental property for their children, which is just outstanding to see. And they're paying down the debt on that and getting it rented out and providing a home for people to live in and have some happy tenants. So really, really cool to see people using the equity that they have and adding on a bit of information and education from Keep the Change to be able to go and change their life for the better. So sometimes, you know, we don't know what we don't know, and that's what the purpose of these emails is, to get us thinking and think, right, well, actually, if I wanted to do that, how would I do it? Could I do it? Would it be possible? How do I go about it? So something that's been very, very popular in New Zealand over a number of years now, and something that probably isn't going to go away anytime soon as well, is people really understand and enjoy property and and like investing in it, And as that continues, we see more and more people flood to that area of the market and it continues on and on and on. So maybe one day that will unwind as we start to breed a nation of people interested in the share market via shares, isn't it, and KiwiSaver. And who knows, people may go a different direction rather than buying rental properties, but that is the system that people have used to be able to buy a second property without having to put any money down themselves. I'm sure you would have learned something there. You can go back and read those examples and keep the change number 13. If you found that helpful or you know someone that's got a stack of equity in their property and they don't know that they can use that to leverage off of to go and buy a second one in a low interest environment or even if they just want to do it whenever, then provide that example for them. Get them to get in touch with a smart mortgage advisor. Don't look at mortgage advisors as, you know, um, someone that's just, just making a dollar out of what you're doing or so are the bank. You know, you might as well get some good advice from a smart one along the way as well. And a lot of them are driven by helping you rather than just greed and their back pocket. 
So find those types of people and help them upskill you or help yourself by getting upskilled by them and use them to your advantage. All right. Thanks again for listening. Pass this on. Like I said, chuck it on your social media, five-star review maybe. Who knows? Whatever you can do to help, be greatly appreciated. See you, number 14.